Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. In Acts, what I read is Paul and Barnabas go to the synagogue. Yeah. And they present themselves. And that was, that was a very acceptable thing to do. Travelers come from another city. You are called on to stand up, tell us news of what's going on. Well, then part of the news is what's going on is news about Jesus and the resurrection. And some people would go with them and some people would reject them. But there was a, there was a way and a time, the place, a time and a manner for presenting yourself initially. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out how am I going to go do this on, on Discord or, you know, whatever platform I choose. How, how, what, what does that initial, you know, 30 minutes look like? How, how do I present myself to these people? And, and who do I present? You know, how do I, how do I make an attachment? I don't know how to do any of that. Yeah. So uh, different people use different methods. Uh, there's not just one to do this. Uh, what I do a lot uh, is I, I use Reddit, uh, which is kind of a, a community of message boards uh, for those who aren't familiar with it. And uh, I'll just go on there and uh, I'll just shoot people messages. If, if I see somebody who's struggling, um, if I see somebody who's looking for guidance, uh, if uh, I have a heart for those that are battling addiction, uh, my my brother uh, is battling addiction and, and has for a long time. And uh, so I have a heart for that in person. And uh, now that we're doing stuff online, I thought, you know what, that's that's where my heart is. Let me reach out to that community and um, just try to have conversations with them. Uh, and it starts off by by just being a friend, by being somebody who cares uh, and it's just like you would do in person. Uh, you you just get to know somebody uh, and get to know who they are, get to know what they're going through. Uh, and I've learned that uh, what works the best is just to extend that invitation early. Like, don't wait. Uh, just be like this. This is this is who I am. And uh, I, I we have this awesome community of people that are that are seeking truth uh, and are coming together because they they. Uh, they 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 want to to investigate who God is, uh, and love to just invite you into that if you'd like to be a part of it. All right, and so, and so we just give them that invitation of, hey, there's this this group. If you'd like to be a part of it, you can. And if not, I'll still keep in touch with you. So then the form, just... the form, you know, form follows function. So function, you're making disciples in groups in basically in chat room communities. Uh, what what form then does that take? When, when I'm so now I've changed. I'm the new person who you've invited into the community. What what yeah. what what do I, what I encounter when I get in there? Yeah, so you're going to encounter a a general chat where everybody is in, uh, and uh, that is an opportunity to fellowship, get to know other people, uh, throw out questions as you have them. That is kind of our our fellowship uh, large group, um, and then uh, you're you're going to receive an invitation. Uh, along with a couple with an introduction video that I recorded of, hey, here's this discipleship pathway that we invite everybody to be a part of. Uh, here's what it is. Here's what it looks like. Uh, if you would like to be a part of it, let me know. 
Uh, and they can just hang around and be a part of that large group for as long as they want to. Uh, they can be on the fringe and just kind of observe things if they'd like. Uh, we have some people that are a part of it that are that are not Christians, that not even really uh, have a desire to be a Christian yet. Uh, they just are curious about what Christianity is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw I saw someone posting about that, and I said, you know, if you want to know what Christianity is, come be a part of our group, uh, and you'll see it firsthand, right? So they can be on the fringe for as long as they would like to be, um, but uh, we're going to invite them into that that intentional discipleship, that one-on-one meeting, and as they progress in that, uh, anytime somebody starts on that journey, we're going to celebrate them in front of the whole group. Uh, we're going to make a big deal about it. We're going to celebrate them. We're we're going to give them some resources as they get started. Um, as they finish and they they start to disciple others, we're going to celebrate them again. We're going to send them a free T-shirt. We're like we're we're making a big deal out of every step of the way because it is a big deal. They just made a commitment to grow in Christ. They just made a commitment to start discipling somebody else. We so the the big group is constantly seeing people being celebrated. Okay, so I'm I'm in the big group. And I, yeah. I make a choice. I'm going to be in the discipleship pathway. What what is how, what does that look? Am I assigned a, a, somebody to disciple me? Uh, is there a, a discipling group that I join for a period of time? How how does that shake up? Yeah. So uh, I one of our leadership team uh, is is going to meet with you. Go over the introductory of this is this is what it is. You saw the video, but let's have a, a meeting and talk about this face to face. Uh, and if you'd like to proceed, then uh, we're going to pair you up with somebody that we think is a good fit uh, to to walk through this with. Uh, so uh, a lot of that is time zone. A lot of it is personality. Uh, we we do a little bit of matchmaking there. A lot of that is spirit driven outsourcing. What what I'm hearing from you is in my back of my mind is the word outsourcing. You've you've outsourced in your physical congregation being in the word. You've, you've outsourced uh, reaching out, but you're doing it differently than we're going to run a marketing campaign. You're, you're, you're going to your Venn diagram and going, who, who's in my life? You're outsourcing. Now you're talking about disciple making at, at, across the nation, in fact, across the globe, and yeah. you're outsourcing everything. You, you've outsourced planting churches because you, you talked about one in Georgia and now one in India. You've outsourced, um, I'm, a, I'm attaching a, I don't like this word very much, but I'm going to use it. Mentor to you, to disciple you personally, and so I'm I'm not carrying that load, and I'm not programming it. I'm 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 sharing it. I'm enabling it to happen, and I'm networking people with people. I am enthralled with this. An hour from now, I will know a lot about uh, Discord and a lot about Reddit because it's like, oh my gosh, the what what and then what you're doing. And I want you to speak a little bit because we talked about this the other night when we were together, but about the t-shirt thing. Cause I think, you know, I'm in India and I got a t-shirt from a guy from East, Eastern Pennsylvania. I, I'm going to wear that t-shirt with pride. Uh, I I'm in Illinois and I maybe am not going to wear that t-shirt because I'm not a t-shirt wearing person. I'm going to hang it in my closet with pride. Tell us a little bit about some of the the little earmarks that you've done to group identity among people who live all across the planet yeah so we want to to celebrate the the progress that people are taking the steps that they're making the commitments that they're they're making uh so when you first uh when you first make that decision to to start uh walking down this pathway with us 
you're going to get the the book that we use for for membership in our in-person church. Uh, Tom Rainier's I'm a church member. Uh, and uh, you get uh, you they will be getting a copy of our discipleship guide and journal, which uh, just sent to the uh, to an editor this morning. Uh, so excited about that. Uh, pray for her because my punctuation is is horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, but they're going to get that uh, and we resource them with whatever they need as we walk along that pathway. Uh, our, our video game developer, uh, he wants to make a video game. We talked about uh, basing it off of William Tyndale's life. Uh, so uh, we just the echo just bought him a, a biography on him. Like, let's let's give you some more information uh, on that. Uh, the uh, the the couple starting a, uh, a church in their basement in Georgia. Uh, I just uh, I just mailed them a copy of of your book on micro churches, uh, how any how nearly anyone can start a micro church. Uh, so we're we're sending them resources any way that we can resource what God is calling you to. Let's do that. Um, and then as you move along, we want to celebrate you because uh, it is a big deal. And there's a lot of stuff that, that brings us down. We need to celebrate the good things that are happening. We need to celebrate that in front of everybody. The, the T-shirt, uh, it, it just uh, has a cross in the front on the back. It says the, the Echo Online Campus in a circle. And then uh, on the top and bottom, it says, uh, I am an apprentice of Christ. Christ, ask me how. Wow. Uh, so. Uh, it's it's both something to celebrate what they're doing. It's also an evangelism tool. Uh, we we tried to shift away from normal church terminology, so we we went to a more gamer uh, terminology. So we have uh, a quester, uh, an apprentice of Jesus, an apprentice maker, right? So we tried to get away from these terms that might be loaded with preconceived yeah. expectations or notions. Uh, but I think as we're investing in people right from the start and saying God's calling you to that, let's. Let, let's give you what you need to try to make that happen. Um, that that helps them to see that we're for them, right? That uh, we're not trying to to have to, to sell something to them. We're not trying to get something out of them. Uh, as we're meeting with them, uh, we're saying we're we're for you. We're behind you uh, every step of the way. And from our experience so far, uh, people have been really drawn to that and and want to help. They're asking for opportunities of what ways can I use my talents to help? So one of the things that I'm he hearing in my mind, I, I've got friends in, um, in Shanghai who have to do everything they do by virtual private network. Mm -hmm. I have a friend in California who is from Iran has not been able to go back there because he's a, he's a believer. He's doing stuff again, secretly VPN in Iran, what, what you're describing uh, would work in a, in a culture of persecution because you, you, you know, maybe modifying it a little bit, but mm -hmm. it would really, really work there. Uh, so there's a universal aspect. Those of you that are listening to this, there's a universal aspect to what Mike is describing. And you need to pick up on that. Um, as we get into the world that we're in, you know, I, I'm not sure where we're going with, uh, I'm excited. Uh, I, I got a lot of hope right now because I lived through what was called the Jesus Revolution by Time Magazine. I, I'm thrilled at the confluence of three different things that I see. The first is the the chosen, and the, the many people that I know who are leading little micro churches and and bringing people into uh, that to watch the chosen. One of my friends is uh, at a point where the, the Jewish guy in his group 
uh, is loving the chosen and and loving the Jesus person in the chosen, but going, you know, I love this whole thing. There's a little too much of Jesus in it, but <laughs> but but that before Jesus was his enemy, now he's changed. He's got uh, an atheist person who is an agnostic. Now he's changed to become an agnostic by watching the chosen. He's got another person who is who's identified now as a as a believer. This man who's leading this microchurch is 82 years old. And so he's drinking coffee every Saturday morning with a bunch of cranky old guys. And now they're having to do it also digitally because one guy moved away. I, I, I'm hearing story after story. Uh, so I look at A, the chosen. B, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about this uh, movie, The Jesus Revolution. And it's, if people haven't watched it, you need to watch it. And by the time that this is online, uh, that movie probably is going to be available in DVD or on Amazon some way, um, but it, maybe not in the theaters any longer. And to to realize that that is trying to take uh, about 10 years of a spiritual awakening in America that started on the West Coast, but it started in, in, in numerous cities at once on the West Coast. It was a Holy Spirit thing. And compress it down to two hours. And all they're really able to do is focus on three people, Chuck Smith, Lonnie Frisbee and Greg Laurie, which is wonderful. These are all people I have deep regard for, and including Lonnie, who died of AIDS and was a broken man, but God used him mightily. And I, I and I think when you when you so that's item B. Item A is the chosen. Item B is the movie. And I think it's really cool that the person who played Jesus in the Chosen plays Lonnie Frisbee in the movie. Um, and and I lived that those those were our big brothers. Those people impacted my life immensely in the in the early well all the way through until chuck was gone but then as i as i I look at the third thing the asbury revival the breakout at at asbury and the fact that it is spread to other campuses i i think uh coupled with guys like you because i know other people who are doing the online thing that you're doing and doing it effectively one one person now who is doing it in america is is coming to contact with somebody who's doing it in japan effectively and Japan is probably the hardest to reach country with the gospel of any. More people uh, come to Christ per capita in Saudi Arabia every year or Iran than do in Japan. And now they're 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 doing the gospel in Japan. So 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 item A is the chosen. Item B is the movie, and then and item C is the is the breakout of revival. And when you think about the timing of the movie coming out right after they're kind of shutting things down in Asbury and it's spread otherwise, I got a lot of hope. On the other hand, I got a lot of, I'm not going to call it fear, but a, sort of a negative anticipation. I'm not going to call it prophecy, but it, it looks like it's getting harder and harder to do the gospel in America. In Hawaii, the model that we built when we planted all those churches in the state was what we would run a public school. And then an atheist sued the school district. You're not charging the, the churches adequate rent. So they begin to charge money. Uh, as if it was a hotel ballroom. So it priced a lot of people out. Well, then COVID hit. Of course, everybody was out of the schools. And the thing that that happened then was when COVID got over and the schools opened up, they wouldn't open them up to outside groups renting, which was obviously it's designed to shut down the churches because we had a, at least one church, sometimes three, in every public school in Hawaii. 685 campuses had churches meeting in them. And then that's basically gone. Some of them are back in now uh, because they're willing to pay the high rent and, and all that. And they've, they've been allowed slowly back in. But what we saw happen 
at least in West Oahu, is what, what they're calling blue tarp churches. A lot of people would start having church in, in carports and then hanging blue tarps on the side or extension, extending the shade from the rain and the sun with a blue tarp. And, and these things are popping up all around. I think the future of the church in America looks a lot more like what you're doing online or a lot more like blue tarp churches in Oahu. Uh, it looks, it's, it's going to have to look different. I'm, I'm encouraged because I see guys coming out of seminary saying, I don't want to depend on a church for my salary. I want to do other things. Uh, and, and there has got to be a sense of in case we got to go underground, I want to be covered. But there's also is this other business of I can go to work for a small church and be underpaid and never take my wife to Europe on our 25th wedding anniversary. Or I could have a real job and, and I could support my family well. And I could pastor that church as a side hustle and the church wouldn't be burdened with my salary. Um, although I, I'm a person who believes a church should pay a pastor something. It may not be your, your main salary, but, but there needs to be that relationship of we're paying this person something and, and we value their, their service. But so I want you to kind of, we're going to wind this thing down a little bit, but, uh, and I'm not, not hurrying you. So take your time and talk. But talk, talk to us about your approach to um, money and your family and your salary and those kinds of things in light of the, the, the sort of spiritual darkness that seems to be surrounding us. Yeah. So um, I think one of the things walking through this, Ralph, that uh, I've seen with the online is this incredible flexibility of no overhead. Uh, which is really appealing because it allows us to do so much more ministry. Uh, and I, I, I love the fact of, of where things are going. I think it's a really amazing thing. And it's, it's a little difficult. Um, I, I read your book, Let Go of the Ring. Um, and I, I know I need to let go of control, right? Decentralized leadership. Uh, that's, that's a battle, right? That's not just a, a one-time decision. Uh, but I know in, in our in-person congregation, I know online, there are so many people that God wants to use in incredible ways. And in our in-person church, uh, I am certainly not the only one who can stand up in the front and, and lead a worship service. Uh, not only am I not the only one who can do, I know that there are people in our, serve, in our, in our church that, that could do a really good job of it. Uh, so uh, that's one of my goals. I, I, I want to... Uh, to work out of doing it every week. I, I want to give them the opportunity to do that. Uh, it'll free me up to, to to mentor, to coach, to equip more people uh, while letting while letting God's people use their gifts. Uh, like it says in First Peter 2, we're a royal priesthood. I, I think in Protestant terms, if we use that technology, terminology, we're a royal pastorate. <laughs> so I'm helping everybody to see you are a pastor. You are called to feed and to, to care for others. You're called to shepherd them. So you're a pastor. Uh, so we're giving people that opportunity, and yeah, I, I, I want to uh, to have in place passive income, uh, so that um, that I can get off the church's uh, payroll. I would love that. Um, they they treat us very well. We we live in a in a parsonage right next to the church. Uh, we're extremely blessed. Uh, but I would love uh, nothing more than uh, for God to provide uh, an income outside of the church. Uh, that allows me to still be full time doing ministry, so that uh, that those resources could go to funding the things that God is calling us to do in our community. So, what are you doing? Because um, because I know what you're doing. I want you to tell people what you're doing. <laughs> uh, 
in, in terms of trying to develop passive income, I, I, I think one, one of the things that pastors need to understand is you need to be saving some money and learning how to invest your money. And, and that doesn't mean, uh, you know, cryptocurrency. That, that means uh, some stuff that you could, you could depend on. But um, but you you you've got a side hustle now that could end up being the main frame financially for you. Talk to us about that because we're living in a generation of people who are as techno savvy as you are. Yeah, so I think it's it's important for us as pastors to be entrepreneurial uh, as well. Look for those opportunities not only to to share the gospel, but uh, use that same kind of skill set to to look for opportunities uh, financially as well. Uh, one of the things that uh, I have in the works to hopefully fill this gap is uh, I've been working with uh, kingdom.com to develop an app uh, that will help uh, churches with finding pulpit supply. Uh, So uh, church like me, smaller church, I go on vacation. I have to find somebody to fill in, right? That's, that's how it's been in the past. Hopefully, prayerfully, uh, that'll be much easier in the future as leaders are rising up. Uh, But uh, I would have to call around and, and everything else trying to find somebody to fill in so uh, we're just working on uh, building out an, uh, an app. Uh, hopefully it'll be available within the, the next uh, couple months here of uh, matching churches to the available uh, pulpit supply, retired pastors, missionaries, praise bands that are in their area uh, and matching them together based on geography, how far they're willing to travel and uh, what are the financial commitments that are needed to make it happen. So we can make things easier for churches and pastors and uh, and fill that need for them. That's really good. So uh, uh, the people who are listening to this are bound to have questions. I, I mean, you know, if you're going, I want to do this, um, you know, what, how do I, how would I do a VR service? But basically how do I, how do I begin making contacts in the digital space? Or uh, they may have some questions about, you know, I know pastors who complain about I'm in an 80 year old building and it's too small and, you know, there's, you know, all of the little frustrations that go along with, especially guys who are um, maybe pastoring in a smaller place, because uh, I hear a lot of complaints about that. And we compare ourselves, unfortunately, uh, to people who are in places of huge population. And, uh, you know, they, they, they were able to go out and, and buy 20 acres of scrub land before and now the city grew out among them and and now i'm in some small town and i compare myself to that person that's a f- unfortunate thing uh so there's a lot of people who are gonna go i could really learn from michael colson so how do i do that how, how do i is there a website is there an email that you're willing to give out how do i make connection with you yeah so uh we are we're building the the plan as we fly it right we're we're still learning every step of the way uh but i would love to have others learning alongside of us and uh sharing uh tips back and forth uh so more than happy for for anybody to to reach out i would love that if there was just more of us working in this space so uh email me at uh peoples ec at gmail.com peoples ec at gmail.com peoples with an s right yeah, P E O P L E S E C at Gmail. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This is really, really rich. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmore.net.